Welcome to Worship Without Walls on this blessed Friday evening. On behalf of myself, Pastor Shane, and the entire congregation, I'd like to thank you for joining us here on this blessed Good Friday. And I just, tonight's service is going to be a little bit different than maybe what we're used to. We're going to sit in prayer, in worship, and in the word from the Gospel of John. We're going to let the Spirit guide how the service takes part a little bit more. So let us pray. We veil our faces before your glory, O holy and immortal one, and bow before the cross of your wounded Christ. With angels and archangels, we praise you, our mercy, and we bless you, our compassion. For in our brokenness, you have not abandoned us. Hear us as we pray through Jesus, our high priest. Heal all division, reconcile the estranged, console the suffering, and raise up to new life all that is bound by death. Amen. Our opening worship hymn. Is and can it be?
Still the small inward voice I hear that whispers all my sins forgiven. Still the atoning blood is near that quenched the wrath His wounds impart, and I feel the Savior in my heart. Amazing love, how can it be that Thou, my God, shalt die for me? Now I dread Jesus and all in him is mine. Alive in him, my living head, and clothed in righteousness divine. Oh, I approach. The eternal throne and claim the crown through Christ my own. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my God, shall die for me? Amen. Please join me in our affirmation of faith. We believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord, who was promised to the people of Israel, who came in flesh to dwell among us, who announced the coming of the rule of God, who gathered disciples and taught them, who died on the cross to free us from sin, who rose from the dead to give us life and hope, who reigns in heaven at the right hand of God, who comes to judge and bring justice to victory. We believe in God, his Father, who raised him from the dead, who created and sustains the universe, who acts to deliver his people in times of need, who desires all men everywhere to be saved, who rules over the destinies of men and nations, who continues to love men even when they reject him. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who is the form of God present in the church, who moves men to faith and obedience, who is the guarantee of our deliverance, who leads us to find God's will in the word, who assists those whom he renews in prayer, who guides us in discernment, who impels us to act together. We believe God has made us his people to invite others to follow Christ, to encourage one another to deeper commitment, to proclaim forgiveness of sins and hope, to reconcile men to God through word and deed to bear witness to the power of love over hate, to proclaim Jesus the Lord over all, to meet the daily tasks of life with purpose, to suffer joyfully for the cause of right, to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the age, and to the praise in his glory. Amen.
and amen. And now let us pray. In this holy time, as we remember the sacrifice of the cross, we offer the prayers of our hearts that through them we may be transformed to the, be servants of justice, love, and peace. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you this evening, we look to you in this time of sorrow of our Lord Jesus Christ suffering on the cross. Let it be through his words. Let it be through his actions. Let it be through his sacrifice as the perfect lamb, O God, that we may release all of the chains that burden us in this world. Chains of depression, chains of hate, chains of anxiety, fear, addictions, pornography, lust, adultery, racism. Lord, as we come to you this evening, as Christ says, it is finished. As the last breath exits his body, release these chains from your children on earth. May we find peace and hope in you through your Son, through his love for us once more. Make us steadfast witnesses of our Savior's reign that we may live in the pattern of Christ, who is faithful in all things, even in death, and whose darkness hours gives light and hope to all of us. Amen. And amen. And as we turn now into our hymnal, our red hymnal, to 322, which is entitled, The Cross, Tree of Life. God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. We're going to continue with our next song for worship. Were you there?
Turn once more into our red hymnal for this evening to 307. Which is entitled, My Redeemer. You were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold, but with precious blood, as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. He took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you this evening, we ask that you keep us in your kingdom and remind us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The scripture for this evening comes from the Gospel of John, chapters 18 and 19. As we read through these two chapters, I ask that you bear with us, that you keep in mind the events that are taking place, that you place yourself in Christ's shoes during this time, that you remember that Christ knows what he's walking into, what he's doing, and what the final ending is for him. 
After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees. And they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to happen to him, came forward and asked them, Whom are you looking for? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus replied, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground again. He asked them, Whom are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. I did not lose a single one of those whom you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword back into its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup that the Father has given me? So the soldiers there, officer, and the Jewish police arrested Jesus and bound him. First they took him to Anas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jews that it was better to have one person die for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus, since that disciple was known to the high priest. He went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest, but Peter was standing outside at the gate. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate, and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of his man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing around it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said this, one of the police standing nearby struck Jesus in the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, if I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Anas sent him, bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Simon Peter was standing and warming himself, and they asked him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. 
one of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden in the garden with him? Again Peter denied it, and at the moment the cock crowed. Then they took Jesus from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so as to avoid ritual defilement, to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, If this man were not a criminal, we would not have handled him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews replied, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill what Jesus had said when he indicated the kind of death he was to die. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king? Of the Jews. Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against this man. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. bandit. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, and the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail the king of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. 
he entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you, the power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him. But the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king, they cried out. Away with him, away with him. Crucify him. Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to what is called the place of the skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. Then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. They also took his tunic. Now the tunic was seamless woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, to see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scripture says. They divided my clothes among themselves, and for my clothing they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. Then Jesus had received the wine. He said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. 
Since it was the day of preparation, the Jews did not want the bodies left on the cross during the Sabbath, especially because that Sabbath was a day of great solemnity. So they asked Pilate to have the legs of the crucified men broken and the bodies removed. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first of the others who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified so, that you also may believe. His testimony is true, and he knows that he tells the truth. These things occurred so that the scripture might be fulfilled. None of his bones shall be broken. And again, another passage of scripture says, They will look on the one whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, though a secret one because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate to let him take away the body of Jesus. Pilate gave him permission. So he came and removed his body. Nicodemus, who had at first come to Jesus by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about a hundred pounds. They took the body of Jesus and wrapped it with spices and linen cloths, according to the burial custom of the Jews. Now, there was a garden in the place where he was crucified, and in the garden there was a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid. And so, because it was the Jewish day of preparation, and the tomb was nearby, they laid Jesus there. Now in our scripture this evening, as we read through the events that took place of not only the capture, but the suffering that Christ endured prior to and even being on the cross. In those days, the cross was the symbol of crucifixion. Yet, in today's day, the cross is a symbol of hope. How did we get to a point where, to some would think that it was a bad day to then calling it Good Friday, a day where the scripture was fulfilled, a day where Christ Jesus died on the cross for the unworthy, the unworthy, you and I. You see, Christ sacrificed his life. Christ was the sacrificial lamb for you and I. He knew what lied before him, and he bled, and he suffered, so that our sins would be forgiven, and that we would be redeemed. This scripture here, from the Gospel of John, this day, this season of Lent, this Holy Week, is the reason why we are here tonight. Not just in sorrow, but in celebration.
because we know in our hearts through our faith in the Lord that it doesn't matter our past or where we're from. Through Christ's suffering, we are redeemed to a new life, to a new hope. It's through faith and love in Christ Jesus, through his guidance, through his teachings, through his leading by example, that we are able to walk through life as disciples that we are granted eternal life through his sacrifice. Instead of sitting there tonight feeling sorrow, just understand that in a broken world, Christ came to save those who he felt were worthy. Those who believed in him, those who knew his voice, those who loved him. Christ walked this earth in the form of man, in the form of flesh, so that you and I could know never-ending life, so that you and I could be in eternity through Christ forever. See, far too often I see Christians judging other people. Where it is not our place to judge. We are only supposed to follow Christ's example and act out of love. And what better act of love did Christ show us than to lay his life down for his fellow man? You and I, his brothers and sisters, As I come to you tonight, brothers and sisters in Christ, if you have not yet believed and not yet said that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and have faith in him through his love, it's not too late to do so. It's not too late to randomly pray for someone who doesn't even know it. It's not too late to take up your cross and join Christ in spreading love throughout the world of darkness. Putting love over hate. Putting light into the darkness. As the candle flame glows in the darkness, so too does the love of Christ glow and shine in the face of hate. You see, Far too often we sit here and we believe that we're not worthy of Christ's salvation. We don't deserve to call ourselves Christians. We don't deserve to be here. But Christ says that we deserve to be here. Christ says we deserve to live out of love and light and hope and peace instead of in darkness. Christ says we are worthy. But he didn't just say it through his words, he said it through his actions. Let us all cherish the actions from Christ May we all cherish that Christ laid his life down for each and every one of us. And if there is any reason that I can give you to have faith, to be born again anew, it is that one man came to this earth and be made flesh for you and I and sacrificed himself as the perfect lamb to forgive us of our sins, our transgressions. It is that one being 
made flesh, the symbol of hope and the symbol of love to not only those who he met, but those in the life everlasting. To you and I, ages after he lived. If Christ's message does not bring you to hope, bring you to want a relationship with him, then I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to keep looking to the gospel, to the scripture, and to his guidance and bring it to you. But as we sit here on this Good Friday, in remembrance of those events that led to Christ's death on the cross, may we truly know what love and hope is. May we look towards that new beginning through the blood of Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now as we conclude our service this evening, we're going to conclude with the hymn, Old Rugged Cross.
Please join me in prayer as we end this evening. Grieving God, on the cross your Son embraced death, even as he had embraced life, faithfully and with good courage. Grant that we, who have been born out of his wounded side, may hold fast to our faith in him, exalted and may find mercy in all times of need. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.